Good morning, everybody. Hope you've had a good week. And again, for some of you, it, uh, still maybe vacation week. I don't know. Don't too many people call it that anymore. Um, but I uh, hope you've had a good week. And uh, thank you for taking some time this morning. And uh, if you will go ahead and get your Bible and look at the 95th Psalm. I complain about having to start a psalm on Saturday, so this week we'll start one on Friday. It's a little better. Um, but uh, this is a psalm uh, about worship uh, and um, how we worship. It is um, what in uh, a liturgical uh, situation would be called a call to worship. Um, and we I mentioned the other day, uh, a week or so ago, uh, probably back about the 93rd Psalm, uh, that this was a group of Psalms that were uh, what are known as theocratic. Uh, 93 and then 95 to 100 uh, are really about the government and the nation uh, of Israel. Uh, this Psalm, uh, the, the 95th through the 100th, uh, are also a smaller group uh, that deal uh, particularly with worship, uh, in particular uh, at the uh, dedication uh, of the second temple. And so this psalm uh, is part of uh, that, uh, that group, as they uh, would have sang at, uh, after, uh, after the Babylonian captivity when the uh, temple was being dedicated. This would have been, uh, been sung. We don't know the author. Uh, we don't know uh, also if this psalm was written uh, specifically for uh, the dedication or rewritten or reused uh, at the dedication uh, of the temple. Uh, but it is a celebration of God. Uh, again, this is, um, as I've said uh, uh, before, this is kind of what I think most of us think of when we think uh, of the book of Psalms. It is a song uh, of praise. It is praising God um, as our creator. It's praising God as our shepherd, as our king. You'll see all that uh, as we uh, walk through uh, this psalm, uh, and it's really a um, a model for us uh, of how to worship. Uh, we have uh, in our society, uh, in our culture, we have, and uh, uh, it's different from. Uh, it's interesting. You don't have to travel very far uh, to find a different culture, uh, but uh, we have certain things that uh, are part of our worship services uh, that probably most every church in a given area uh, some similar fashion uh, but this is a psalm uh, really showing us that uh, the nature of, of biblical worship uh, that it is all about uh, praising God uh, submitting to God being obedient uh, and so this again is a, uh, a psalm of, of worship and uh, again, based on what I just said, I, th I think you can see as well uh, that um, it's broader uh, than just uh, when we gather uh, on Sunday morning. This is uh, a model for day, everyday living uh, worship in our life. Uh, if the only worship we have in our life is the brief amount of time we spend uh, in church on a Sunday, 
we are uh, worship deficient. Uh, and so this is a model for us of, uh, of worshiping God uh, on a uh, on a daily basis certainly it i think it carries into our uh, church services but um, as well into our daily uh, walk with the lord so join with me here beginning in verse one oh come let us sing unto the lord uh, let us make a joyful noise to the rock uh, of our salvation i'm just gonna go ahead and read our passage i'm, I'm gonna cover five verses this morning let us come before his presence with thanksgiving make a joyful noise unto him with psalms for the lord is great and a great king above all gods in his hand are the deep places of the earth the strength of the hills is his also the sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land uh, and so again you see uh, I think that is a, a call to worship, but it's not necessarily confined uh, to a worship service. That is a, uh, a call for us to worship uh, God, uh, a call for us to, uh, to in, in our daily life. Uh, there's nothing in that psalm that says uh, that it has to be confined uh, to a church service. Let us sing to the Lord. Well, you can sing to the Lord um, riding down the road in your car any day of the week. Make a joyful noise. You can do that uh, any day, anywhere. Uh, come before his presence anytime, anywhere with thanksgiving. Anytime. You, you see the, the point here. And so uh, it, it's reminding us in this psalm uh, of the importance of our uh, of our worship uh, for uh, for God. And, and you see, there's uh, this word "come." Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Uh, let us come before His presence. Um, and so we see that word uh, repeated uh, over and over. It shows up three times in the uh, in the first six verses. Um, and the Hebrew word that is used there uh, means to uh, to walk or to travel, uh, and so he's uh, he's saying that uh, the people were being uh, called to uh, come from wherever they were uh, to worship him. And so uh, certainly I think there is a specific um, application here that he's calling them into the temple, uh, that he's calling them into the worship service. Uh, but I think a, a broader application of that um, is that uh, we are to come out of, uh, we are to leave behind uh, those things that distract us, that discourage us, uh, and, and, and come together and, and, and travel, make an effort. Uh, may be another way of saying it. Uh, make an effort to sing to the Lord. Make an effort uh, to make a joyful noise. Make an effort uh, to come before his presence uh, with thanksgiving. Why? Because he is the rock uh, of our salvation. Certainly that deserves worship and praise more uh, than just uh, in one worship service and uh, make a joyful noise. And that means to shout. Uh, I, I know that in some churches, somebody might have a heart attack, but uh, it means to shout, make a joyful uh, noise because he is the rock uh, of our salvation, because he deserves our thanksgiving uh, in, uh, in our life, our worship that we praise him with, uh, with music and, and song 
psalms, it says here uh, at the end of verse 2. And so, uh, again, the psalmist is saying that we uh, have thanksgiving, we worship, we praise. And again, certainly as good as our God has been to us, that uh, is more uh, than just uh, in a church service. And uh, he goes on and continues to give us the reasons because God is great, he says in verse 3. He is uh, a God above all gods uh, is his description. And so uh, anything else that claims to be God, he says, is, uh, is a false God. He is uh, king uh, he says in verse three, uh, and, and so he is the ruler. Uh, and so again, he's just laying out all these reasons. He tells us in verse one, uh, to sing and make a joyful noise, uh, and to come before him with thanksgiving. And now he's telling us why, uh, because he is the King. He is the God of gods. He is Lord of Lords, um, and deserves, uh, our worship deserves, uh, our praise, deserves uh, everything. He has formed uh, the dry land. Uh, again, the word formed there uh, is the same word uh, that would be used for a, a potter shaping the clay. Uh, and, and so he has formed, he has shaped uh, our world uh, and therefore deserves uh, us to sing unto him uh, and to make a joyful noise and to come before him with thanksgiving. Uh, and, and so he, he lays out uh, this, uh, this case. Um, and, and I would remind you that uh, these people that he was writing to weren't allowed. Uh, they could come to the temple, but they couldn't go into the Holy of Holies. They couldn't go into uh, the, uh, the, the place, the actual presence uh, of God. That was only uh, the high priest. But you and I uh, have the access and have the ability uh, to go before God on our own, uh, ourselves personally, uh, and sing to the Lord and make a joyful noise and uh, come before him uh, with thanksgiving because he is a great God. He is a king above God. Uh, he formed the earth, he shaped the hills, he made the seas, uh, and so he deserves uh, that worship uh, and, uh, and praise. And very, very simply, uh, John Piper writes in his book, Let the Nations Be Glad, uh, that our number one priority, if you were to ask most Christians, what is our number one priority? Most of them, you'd get all kinds of answers, prayer, uh, evangelism, missions, and all those things are good. Piper writes, and I don't have it in front of me to quote it exactly, uh, but he says that none of those are number one. He says worship isn't the number one priority of a believer. He said um, if we try missions or evangelism without worship, they will fail. But if we worship, if we praise him, then evangelism, missions, all those other things will come naturally to us. Worship is praise. It's not an hour we spend on Sunday morning. It's not uh, a formula that's printed in the bulletin. Worship is praise. It is singing to the Lord, making a joyful noise, coming before his presence uh, with thanksgiving. And so today, uh, as you go out uh, and go through this weekend, I hope you'll keep that in your mind, uh, that you'll keep that uh, very, very in the, much in the front of your mind uh, and, and make this a day of praising him, singing to the Lord, making a joyful noise to him because he 
is certainly worthy uh, of that praise. All right, hope that encourages and puts a little spring in your step. Have a great day, and we will see you back here first thing tomorrow morning.